There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The anti-slutching podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutchinson. I'm Corinne Fisher. And I'm your boyfriend. Bring us your slutty, your horny, and your shame. Hey, you a slut? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about fucking. Hello, fuckers. How you doing? Where you been? You doing good? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the anti mean podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome to the show. If you want to email us, it's sorryaboutlastnightshow at gmail.com. Today's subject line is in quotes, not just a pretty face. She's also a great engineer. Very secondary. Hi, Corinne and Christina. I've been listening for years and years and love your show. I think I've graduated from being a dumb bitch. Well, we never do, but that's okay. I'm 30 years old, but the story took place in 2017, three years into working my first job out of college. I was working as a mechanical engineer for a company that makes shipping containers and modified containers. The company is very much an old boys club when it comes to executives. It's a manufacturing facility with an office and a shop area where projects are built. I was assigned to a very unique project, which was a sort of remote-controlled hydraulic straddle carrier. Ooh, sounds like a sexy thing. One day, I was in the shop testing something on the machine. That day, we had customers come and visit, and they were touring the shop with the VP of sales. As they came around to shop uh, the shop to my project, where I was testing or measuring something, the VP of sales asked me to give a short demo of the project, so I showed a couple of the controls and how it moved. It was a short interaction, but on their way out, the VP said to the customers, not only is she pretty, but she's a great engineer, too. He said it Two times. I'm so glad I spent four years and $100,000 to be introduced to a government customer like, not just a pretty face. I couldn't stop thinking about it. I kept hearing an echo in my head. That evening, I posted what happened on Facebook. Not my feelings about it, just what happened. My exact words were, not only is she pretty, but she's a great engineer too. One of the salesmen uh, as he introduces me to a customer. So that was the post. I wasn't exactly sure how to feel about it. I told my mom about it and she thought I should let it go. 
Quite a few of my Facebook friends are also female engineers, and I also had a handful of people from work as my friends. The Facebook feedback encouraged me to go to HR, which was something I was considering already. The next morning, I took a few minutes to review the handbook, and I went to HR and explained what happened. I explained that he said it twice loudly in front of customers. Later that day, the VP of sales asked me to come into his office where he gave me a pretty weak apology. He cited that our difference in generation is why he is accustomed to talking like this. All right. Yeah, that's fine. But like, fix it because I'm younger than his daughter, etc. Since I basically reread the whole handbook that morning, I remember this section that states you also can't treat someone like your child. You're the only person who's ever read the handbook. The person who wrote the handbook didn't read <laughs> yeah, the, handbook, didn't my love. the handbook, which is <laughs> annoying. Uh, HR sent me a letter, uh, sent me an email later and asked me if the VP had apologized. I responded that, yes, he had. But maybe he needs a refresher on the policy since his apology also broke the handbook rules. Oh a few weeks later, things. <laughs> The handbook. Oh God! <laughs> but it's like, why are you gonna, why are you gonna make a handbook? Well, no one's because only dorks are gonna read it, and they know that this is very hall monitor energy. Of yeah. course, he shouldn't have said that to you, but okay, we'll we'll go on. A few <laughs> weeks later, things got worse during a company wide quarterly. Of course, they did. Anytime you go to HR, they get worse. That's the fucking irony of HR. Yeah. <laughs> during that's why we don't have HR here, guys. We fucked yeah. during a company wide quarterly update meeting where they update the sales stats and big um, and big projects, etc. The company's owner's wife. Uh, brought up the handbook. For a moment, I felt satisfied that we would all get a refresher on the policies. As if a woman is going to be on your side who's married. (laughs) (laughs) And then she continues to say, nope. She spent one minute on the handbook, then says that if you have a problem with someone, go to HR about it. Then spends five plus minutes talking about how to post the experience on social media, quote, because we don't want people thinking this is a bad place to work. So passive aggressive. End quote. Wow. I was close with some people in my office and they knew right away that this was about me. Mostly because she kept looking at my face. (laughs) Right after the meeting, I checked the handbook to see if I had violated a social media policy. Girl, girl. was not put put down the hand put down the hand <laughs> yeah, yeah. i think we know by now at this point in the email the handbook ain't doing shit this company made it clear that they would not protect me they would not stand up for me they wouldn't enforce the policies that made me feel safe and valued it made me scared scared that if something worse happened they would fight against me i mean i think you're correct i was fired of course a few, you're correct i was fired a few months later because my performance declined since it's hard to care about work when you know the company doesn't care about you so uh, fuck them the company's name is i'm not saying that uh, and the name just because uh, Chad Jackson yeah, is going to. Yeah, because we're yeah. going to get in trouble. Despite for our- what they tell you, it is a bad place to work. I'll just say it's in New Jersey. Uh, I'm sure they could have. Ha- I could have handled the situation better, but I was young and it was my first real job. I can't thank you ladies enough for how much you've taught me about being a woman in society. Maybe one day I'll write it, uh, about it, how I learned the hard way not to fuck your coworkers. Thanks. Was and that then- in the handbook? <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it, it's it's like we all, we we always pick up pick up the handbook when someone else is in the wrong, but when we're in the wrong, do them do we then pick up the handbook? I do. I always I do hear from from friends lately uh, about like be, just not being valued in your job. And how do you? That's not a woman thing. No, though. yeah. Welcome to life. Yeah, no, for My sure, God. for sure. No, men and women I'm, have told me that. Yeah, I'm responding to this to this right. person. Yeah, but like, what do you what you know? Ha- 
how do you mentally just go, I guess I'm not going to care about being valued in my job. Like, I guess you just, you have to force yourself not to care. I mean, you get a new job and then you, for a little bit, you feel valued wherever you are. <laughs> Cause you're the then, new person. You're, yeah. And you have you're hope. the flashy new person. You feel like the new company is different than the old company. Right. And then two years in. Cause they tell in, you it's going to be. Right. The two years in, you go in for your evaluation. You don't get the raise that you want and you have the same feeling that you had. At the old job, well, I mean, right. if, you another new job. If, if they don't value you, you, you just don't work that hard. I mean, like, and, I, I don't think you need a sense of like I, I, a lot of people need to feel valued in so many other places in their life because they don't feel valued within their own body. And like, that's just something I come across time and time again. Mm-hmm. I've never once been like, I need to thank you. I don't think I'm valued at work. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I assume my care. My coworkers don't care if I live or die. And mm-hmm. that's just like I've always been that way. And it didn't bother me. In the least. Right. I come in, I do my work for me, and I leave. Right, 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 and right. at the end of the day. If you're, if I feel like if you're at a place, I mean, like, and it depends. It's like, you know, because most time, like, if you're working for, like, the man, like, that's not your, like, <sighs> that's not your passion. That's not what you're trying to do with your life anyway. Yeah. So, like, to me, the issue is not, like, that you don't feel valued at a corporation. Of course, you don't. They barely value their own fucking families. Right. And you so, know, yeah. you have you have to, to me, the issue is you have to you know, find a, a place of work or career that you that you love and are passionate about, uh, r- regardless of whether your coworkers value you or not. I mean, easier said than done. For sure. Michael, um, Michael's raising or, or if not, you find it in another place in your life, well, not in the corporation world. And the other thing that I was going to add to it, she had mentioned in that email about, uh, you know, understanding that the company is not going to have her back, whatever. Like very brief story about another media company that I worked with. That name, was name, female name, name. You could figure it out. Yeah, we, we, know. <laughs> we know. We heard about this. We all know that time. So, uh, so that company, um, the uh, the HR representative for the company was actually the CEO's uh, sister. And oh, that's not good. Yeah. So there was that's one, a conflict of interest. There was one, I was going to HR over that. Yeah. yeah. Well, right. But that's the thing. <laughs> who do you, who watches the Watchmen? Like, right. who do you go to to talk to about that? So there was one day they brought in the company lawyer to talk to us about something that had been going on. And the the es- essence of the meeting was for this the woman who was talking to us to say, like, you can come to me about, like, all these different problems that might be having or whatever. And it was everybody that worked there. And collectively, we're all like, all right, well, we think this is a big problem, that this HR person is literally part of the family of somebody who works, who, like, owns the company. And it was this realization the um, at this meeting that the company and HR, HR is there to represent the company and their best interest. It is not there to protect you. Um, because if it had, if yeah, if, it's to stop them from getting sued. Right. Exactly. Yes. So in these inappropriate so, situations, that's if why they you don't never feel, go to HR. Right. There's yes. no point. Uh-huh. Right. Like putting, a, putting it on record. It doesn't really mean anything. Like maybe if you get fired or you leave, you can attempt to try to sue them after the fact because there's a record mm-hmm. of inappropriate behavior. If it's something really yeah. bad, you go, you, you file an actual right. like police report. And then if it's something that's just only bad within the context of the workplace, I mean, my advice to this woman is she made a common mistake that I see a lot of young women make that get real wrapped up and jazzed up in feminism. And listen, I fucking love feminism, but I'm like a little <laughs> bit more of a, again, a, you know, a real the Malcolm X of feminism, not the Martin Luther King. I'm not doing a march. I'm going to fucking shank you. Um, mm-hmm. Not Malcolm X was not shanking people. Um, but like, uh, y- you know, just like you know, I-, I think like you did all the the right steps 
that you're supposed to, but these are steps if you're thinking about it to the next level set up by the like corporation, which is then a, just a, a a piece of the patriarchy. So it's like really like you're just wow. you're just kind of doing exactly what the man wanted you to do. And like it's not that's not going to work. The easiest way to nip that interaction in the bud, which I think escalated so far out of proportion. And now, unfortunately, another female engineer doesn't work at this company, uh, you know, because of this small interaction. Like and I'm not saying that you should have just like let this roll off your shoulder, but like you you ha- you got to handle these things in the moment and i know yeah, it's very yeah, yeah, hard right. and people don't think it's of it. important though and well, everyone we gets learn. nervous we gotta learn but like literally if, if i know exactly what i would say if that guy said that to me i would have been like thanks toots i would have said that to him immediately <laughs> and it and he would he he would have like, gotten it uh? yeah and then and then we would have had a Hopefully. fine interaction and i've done that to so many like bookers in comedy and stuff yeah yeah um, that's a good response and you ju- like you just gotta nip it in the mud in the b- butt immediately because they know like if you, you gotta be able to handle your own shit i know it's hard you know um and uh you know going to hr making getting a f- apology that means something because they were forced to do it none, all, it's not gonna co- happen the, of course they're gonna be mad of you of course they're gonna talk to the wife about you of course they're not gonna like the facebook you know update because you're a problem now Ex- exactly exactly no one wants a problem no one mm-hmm. you know it, it's just that's the way you handle it and and it's also a way that you that you're able to get your you know respect back i also feel like the amount that that bothered you was a a little much um so to me there's something else going on there like do you not feel adequate and you're I just like it sh- i don't think it should have bothered you like bothered you for days the way it did um because if you're in like these boys clubs like and i and you know we're members of a boys club too so i'm yeah. not speaking about something i don't know about i'm continuously in boys clubs like i just we, we get told we're pretty funny for i don't usually think women are funny but that still happens to yeah, this day for men of and women of course like it's becomes a series of microaggressions so I, yeah. I, I i guess but it's like also it's just like i just laugh at these fucking losers they wish also <laughs> i mean i know this happens more to women but i think that if you're attractive older people just do this to you all yeah. the time yeah, I, yeah. I mean i i got this a lot when pro- like primarily from like 19 to my early 20s when I was working like retail like and stuff like that. Older women would wi- speak, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Sa- literally th- almost the exact same comment. And you're just, it, is, it doesn't make you feel great, but like I, there was no shortage of it from women of a certain mm. age, especially living in the tri-state area. <laughs> and it sucks, but <laughs> then it's like, would you rather be ugly? Right. Because that's a lot more of a hassle. <laughs> right, right. Right, you 100%. know. 100%. Uh, you, you know, it's just like there's so many problems in the world. It's like I, I just don't know. I, I just feel like this escalated very far beyond what happened, and and you didn't need, need to lose your job over this. And like to to to, to like that passing comment for for that to then come down to somehow the company doesn't care about you. It's like, well, number one, you should have known that already. Right. Like it's a company. They, of course they don't care. It's about a doggy you. dog world out there, guys. Yeah. And I know you were like 27 at the time, so I'll chalk it up to that. Uh, but also like, you know, he did say, he didn't say, look at this hot piece of ass. Right. Right. He said, she's pretty and also engineer demeaning. Absolutely. Patronizing, yes. Inappropriate for the workplace, also 100%. yes. I agree with you on all these things, but like, you know, you did say you were good. <laughs> right. I just don't know. It's like, it's just like no one's ever going to speak to you in the exact way that you want to be spoken to. Fan, yeah. Fans of this podcast don't speak to me. I, I was g- complaining about so, uh, how people come up to me all the time and say shit to me that I don't think is uh, warranted. That, that is supposed to be nice from people that supposedly like me, you know? So it's like, we we just don't know. Deal. Yeah, you got to handle it, yourself. It, it, yeah, it's, 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 it, I think it was just a lot of hullabaloo about nothing. There's just a a lot, there's a lot of 
bad things happening and I just don't know that I feel like you should still work there yeah 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 <laughs> I gotta yeah. be honest uh come see us live and hear us in other places um i have a patreon.com slash christina hutchinson where for five dollars a month you can do group zoom therapy in quotes chad because i'm not a licensed therapist um three to four times a month and it's really lovely and wonderful and we cover a lot of ground and i gotta say i'm pretty good at facilitating group therapy in quotes chad um and then i uh release episodes of my solo podcast the voices in our heads uh at least once a month on patreon.com slash christina hutchinson uh and you can listen to my other podcast without a country we just did a midterm election special live mike cuscarelli was part of it i mean obviously you know what happened with the midterm election so you uh, you know but it is on youtube it was a fun episode um and then we release episodes every saturday again just to subscribe to the youtube because you're gonna be on youtube anyway because you're gonna be subscribing to the guys we fuck channel so then go over and subscribe to the without a country channel again little free things that do so much i mean especially if you're not a luminary subscriber Come on, Come guys. On. Yeah. We need something. We need something from you, please. Rate, rate, and rate, <laughs> review, and follow Guys We Fucked on the Apple Podcast app because that's awesome. And it keeps us in the top 200 comedy charts because literally everyone and their mom and their dad and their brother and their uncle and their cousin have a podcast. So, And we're really proud of what we're putting out there. We're 500 plus episodes in and uh, still delivering a good product. So follow us, rate us, review us, and also uh, all of our social media at Guys We Fucked without the you and fucked. So come on down. And then I'm at Philanthropy Gal on TikTok, on Twitter, which is, I mean, going to hell in a handbasket right before our very eyes. Sure and, is. Um, and Instagram. And I'm at Christina Hutch. Dude, everyone has a blue check mark now. It's insane. And you have to tap on it to see if it's like a real blue check mark the way we have or like a fake uh, paid for blue check mark. Yeah. It's, in, it's crazy. Well, bananas. You have you have companies that are tweeting at. Did you see the insulin company that tweeted out that insulin was going to be free? <laughs> But it wasn't the insulin company. Somebody made a fake Coca-Cola. Like yes. Coca-Cola real. And like, if this gets 100 retweets, we'll put cocaine back in Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's just pure fucking chaos out there. It is. Elon just made it a, a pay for play. It, yeah. su- it sucks to like earn a blue check mark. And then especially when you're like good at Twitter. Uh, and then just all these fucks are just paying for it. But it also just it, it fucks up the stream of information. Because yeah. weirdly, in a weird way, we go to Twitter because there is a yeah. verification Twitter system. has become it's a, a real media. news source. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's a utility. New York Times, Washington right. Post, they all they all include tweets in their articles very regularly. Yeah. Right. Yes. So they do. now you could just take your Instagram Fuck. account, rename it New York Times with two S's. Yep. And put the picture <laughs> up and tweet whatever you want. Yep. Yeah. And people are gonna be have to like it's gonna take that extra second now to like like vet. Which no one will take. No Especially take. people someone, don't even read the article. Yeah. yeah. Especially someone like us, like where we have a decent amount of followers and we have the blue check mark. It's like, oh, you can really go rogue there with well with with like renaming it to something else like oh. i could just like set up my account as like you know i could just call my account call her daddy yes yes <laughs> and be like this show sucks <laughs> don't listen to us You're unsubscribe right yeah we are n- no more than a pretty face yeah um, yeah i mean it's <laughs> we, we could go we could go really rogue oh, did you think up. about doing that no, no, just now I did. Yeah, yeah. And I go, it's kind of brilliant. Yeah, Bye. that's a really funny idea that I just thought of right now on the air. So <laughs> don't take it, guys. It's cringe. Well, now I've incriminated myself on right. air, Chad. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I wouldn't do that, but it, ugh, for the joke, it actually is really funny. That is pretty funny. Actually, for the joke, I might, because I was like, that's pretty funny. Because I was like, ethics. And then I was like, this is, I was like, that, that, they don't have ethics on that show. That's yeah. kind of the issue that I have with it. So actually, <laughs> yeah, I just thought it out in my head. 
Also, <sighs> fucking co-host uh, ghosted me, so she's on my shit list. But she's also on the host shit list. So, you know, you get it. You get it. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Getting stuff off your chest is incredible. It's so therapeutic. We all carry around different stressors. Some of them are big. Some of them are small. A lot of them are very big. Uh, But we keep them bottled up and it could start affecting us negatively. And then we act like a jerk to the people we love. And we're like, this is not how I want to be. Therapy has saved my life personally. There are so many benefits of it. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Although if you have experienced major trauma, highly recommend. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designated to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a questionnaire and you get matched with a licensed therapist and you could switch at any time. Finding a therapist is like dating. They're not all going to work out in the first try. BetterHelp understands that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash guys to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash guys. Guys, the weather's getting warmer. It's time to say goodbye to your jackets and all your sweaters. And you got to refresh your wardrobe. Well, luckily... I found Quince, and now you have too, because you're listening to this. Now I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And if you go to their website, the amount of categories, they have travel, lookbooks, men, women, home, babies, and kids – Their stuff is so cute. So I own a couple items from Quince, and one of them is the Italian leather hand-woven crossbody purse in green, emerald, and I get compliments on it all the time. It's a small purse, which I really love because then I don't put as many things in it. Um, Guys, Quince is amazing. They have very luxury items for very cheap prices. Get warm weather ready, baby, with Quince. Go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. How are you doing, Corinne? Mm. I'm good. I, uh, Yay. yeah, well, number one, such a fun week in New York with the New York Comedy Festival. I was exhausted. I was out to like four in the morning, like so many nights. Uh, a lot of networking, which I do not love. Yeah, um, you don't, but like good for you. But other than that, I mean, it's like, you know, if the agents are going to fly to me, I yeah. guess I can talk to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, I saw some of my favorite people. Uh, shout out to Lucy at, uh, you know, from Zany's Nashville, one of my favorite people Aww. in comedy. And then uh, uh, our agent, Ryan Faraduni, was there, mm. who I absolutely adore. So it was, like, really fun to hang out with them. Um, and uh, we did a wonderful live show at the Midnight Theater. Oh, my gosh. Excited for you guys to hear that. We saw great art. We saw Mike Birbiglia's new show. I saw Paulie Shore's one-man show. Like, I had a really good time. And I, because I really got mad. I was like, I uh, you know, at previous years, I 
I didn't like take advantage of like going to see these shows. And I yeah. still really like to see a lot of shows. Yeah. Um, so I did that and it was super fun. Um, and I hung out with a lot of friends this week and I saw a lot of people um, exhausted from it. So we won't be doing that again. <laughs> um, see you guys in 2023. Hit the ceiling. But it was, yeah, it, it, it was nice. And uh, I don't know. I was also just thinking a lot about like uh, where I am, you know, obviously in preparation for this show. I'm, like, you know, Sunday night, I kind of do a little, you know, uh, assessment, an inventory mm. of my, of my uh, you know, life and w- where it's at. So I have shit to talk about uh, on this show but also just as the, I think it's good I like to do that on Sundays anyway Sunday to me is like get all your ducks in a row to have a productive and and emotionally uh good yeah <laughs> week. yeah yeah um and I just realized how unstressed I am about relationships uh for almost all this year because even though I did not like the way my previous relationship ended. And again, my, mm-hmm. my, that was my fault. Um, I, when I ended that relationship, I made a promise to myself that like I wasn't going to just date for like, cause I'm like bored, like I usually do, or just like, cause someone's around. And like, I don't date cause I'm lonely. I just date cause I like, I think it's a fun thing to do. For sure. And I just like, it's interesting. Uh, or just like, I like to like randomly get to know people. I, but I don't actually like the concept of relationships. So I'm not, I'm not exactly sure why I'm doing it, but I'll just like get, I get like, just like get r- boyfriends randomly. And I'm like, I don't really feel any real attachment to them, but it's hilarious. Um, <laughs> and, and so I made a promise that, like, I'm not going to just, like, sleep with people or date people unless I'm, like, really fucking jazzed. And most importantly, unless they are on my level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't – and I'm the number one. I've been very un- unstressed since I made that rule for myself and just completely uninterested in relationships because I literally don't know anyone um, who I am interested in who is on my level I know people who are on my level, but I mean, they date they, they models, um, you know, and when I say on my level, <laughs> when I when I said on my level, it's not even that many things I was thinking about, like, well, what do I mean? Because I need to be clear about like what I'm giving to the relationship. Yeah. If I expect these certain things from people, but I want someone who's like attractive i'm attractive i'm not talking i don't need a, need a 10 you know but attractive especially with my taste though it's like people it's like people no one else you're even interested in so it's not a conflict um so i need people who are someone who's a, so i'm attracted to i guess yes. that's the way to word that um i am attracted to and who i think is like kind of societally attractive but it can be like in a weird jack white kind of a way mm. um and he's like my number one but he's married um jack white Oh, Jack White. Uh, just everything about Jack White I love. Uh, and uh, who is doing well in their career, um, is brave, but not like a fireman brave, brave in how they uh, hold themselves and how they talk to people in the world, which is the concept we were talking about with our guests today, but you won't hear that for a while. Um, and... Uh, is smart, but like doesn't have to be a genius. I don't actually, I've dated people who are really smart. It's kind of fucking annoying. Um, <laughs> so like just kind of passably smart. And then, I, and I have all those things and it doesn't, and I also, I left out money because that's like the one thing that I have that I don't require of other people. They mm-hmm. need to be able to be self-sufficient. Like I can't be paying their bills, but if as long as they can pay their bills and yeah. they don't have a roommate, cause we're just too old for that at this point. Mm-hmm, um, 
that's all I need from them. Yeah. And like, if they, because I'm like, I'll pay for some stuff for them if they can push their male ego aside and let me possibly be more successful than them. That's because uh, I was like, there has to be a trade there. Yeah. You know? yeah and yeah. I'm like, that's a, for me. I will literally like that's me basically agreeing to pay a fee for you to like respect me to be doing better than you. That's how that's a I think that's a nice trade. I'll take you on a nice trip. Yeah. If you can just fucking control your goddamn ego. (laughs) Um, I will pay a fee for that. That's how important that is to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I just and I just went to bed and I go, I am so unstressed about wow. anything about in my relationship life because I set this rule that is so such a simple rule, mm. but a rule that like I think we all as women continuously break because we're trying to be, you know, fix little you know, little, you know, broken, you know, men who should be at Marshall's because they're defective. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, and, and I, it's great. And like, we're not, I'm not in a rush. And like, so therefore, when I meet someone who's on my level, I'll go, hey, bitch, you're on my level. Let's fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So easy. And I was, uh, yeah. It sounds so simple. It re- Well, because once you actually set the rule for yourself and then you follow the rule. Wild how that it works. It really is very simple. Yeah. Um, and then I, and then I, I was, li- and I just got, I, I, I was listening to some, a lot of music lately and I, I love the song Molly by Lil Dicky because, you know, he's mostly a joke rapper, rapper, but he, you know, a good rapper, but he does silly um, raps. And then he has a song Molly that's actually a beautiful love song. And uh, Brandon Urie from Panic at the Disco is also on it, who it's amazing. Like Brandon Urie from Panic at the Disco is on so many other people's songs. And then I'm like, I, and then I try to think of a Panic at the Disco song on my own and I go, can't do it. <laughs> Because he's also he's also on um, Taylor Swift's Me, oh. and he's featured in the oh, documentary shit. Miss Americana because they show them you know working on the track With together. Ja- oh yeah. So yeah. now I'm just like now the only time I've thought about Brandon Yuri is when he's on other people's tracks. And sorry, I mean I know you're very talented and handsome. Um, and then <laughs> you're I was bad boy Brandon. Yeah, and I w- and this you know this song Molly by Lil Dicky is all about how he you know basically puts his rap career ahead of of his girlfriend, and you know he's sad and lonely now and you know she under he understands like why he couldn't she couldn't wait for him but he's still brokenhearted about it and he's mm-hmm. like you know in the beginning of the track he's like this is the softest thing i've ever done blah 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 but then i'm reading the lyrics about like the reasons why he misses this girl molly and i almost i almost choked on my celery juice because <laughs> the the lines that he writes are who gonna let me know to hit my mother on her birthday? He means hit her up, not physically hit her, guys. Sorry if you're not not cool. Like, um, so if you're not cool. Um, so he's he he likes her because she reminds him about his own mother's birthday, which is something oh, I've done God. for many boyfriends. Well, reminded them about their own mom's birthday. Yeah, I I convinced my uh an, an, an ex to go to thanks to go to Thanksgiving because I mean this was me uh, in a very emotional place because I go you never know when they're gonna die. Um. Mm. Uh, you know, but then he he went and he was like, you're right. And I, and I was like, listen, I understand like going to your mom's house for Thanksgiving isn't fun in the same way that smoking weed and playing 2K with your boys is. But sometimes <laughs> you got to do things yeah. because someone like fucking raised you. Uh-huh. I wonder which boyfriend and that loved- was. <laughs> <laughs> did you know my impression? Did you get my impression? Um, and he knew I was right, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, because uh, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not dating people who are like, sociopath except for one maybe um who are sociopaths <laughs> but then it, it's you know like to lay have to lay it out like that it's like 
Yeah, no, everything in life doesn't it ha- isn't gonna you, you don't get to have the most exciting choice every time, but it's just like I know you just do things because that's what you do. I mean, I don't know. I'm like not a rule follower in any way, but it's like that's what you fucking. It's Thanksgiving. What do you what do you do? What if you have a good yeah. relationship with your family? You go hang out with your family. That's what you yeah. fucking do. Right. I don't know how I have to explain this to people. What does Thanksgiving look like if you don't do that? Friendsgiving, where you're just like you know doing shots of Jaeger mm-hmm. uh, at a at a fold up table in, in Bushwick. Oh, yeah. No, I mean horrible. I hate Thanksgiving across the board, and my I've made that very clear to my mom. I don't go with a smile on my face, but I go. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love my mom. I just don't like Thanksgiving the holiday. I think it's stupid. Um, well, yeah. But and the f- then, but the food. yeah. And then it's like, who gonna let me know when I be shopping <laughs> if a shirt's gay? Again, his language, not mine, but hilarious. And we've all done it. We know, we know what that means. And oh, then, God. um, uh, and then, uh, you the best to me, girl, always baked me something. And when it ripped <laughs> off, you replaced my buttons. But don't be pissed off if I hate your husband. Because even when I can't say love ya, I love ya. This is a rap about the most dysfunctional one-sided <laughs> relationship I've ever heard. And I ruined the song for myself. But it, even like, I was like, there was not one thing he listed. So he basically, he told us in this song. I love how you make me feel. That I love how you make me feel. And also, I can't even tell you I love you because I have an emotional wall up. <laughs> That's what this song is about. And, and he had enough brain power to write about the wall, but not to take it down. And the rest is about how he's so sad and he wants to call her, but he's probably not. And he also needs to still work on this rap game. <laughs> I mean, it's going well for him. But yeah. yeah. And I mean, listen, he's very open about that. And I lo- that's why I love the TV show, Dave, which is, you know, Lil Dickie's TV show, really good TV show. Um, and, you know, he does. And, and as someone who also most times is valuing their art over their relationship, like I absolutely understand the sentiment. And that's why I really like him. Um, but I, I, I just like if I was. If I was writing a rap song, I, and so then I started going through all my my exes and thinking like, if I had to write a rap song about them and and <laughs> tell and you know just spit off fire about why I liked being in a relationship with go them, off, go off. Like I would actually list qualities about them, you know, right? Because yeah. like what I liked about like James thing- was like that he was not afraid to say how he felt even if when everyone else like disagreed and came down on him. And I didn't agree with the, like what he thought, but I really, I really respected that he was open about how he thought. I really respected that quality. Mm. Um, or like you know, Dylan was just is kind of like walks to the beat of his own drum. Is kind of peculiar, but like didn't like make apology you know for it. Like yeah, those are like actual like great qualities. That's pieces of character. Yeah, 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 like. Because to me, it's like, yeah, one time Dylan went to Dunkin' Donuts and got me a coffee when I didn't feel like walking. But that's not what I would rap about. And seemingly, that's what men would rap about. <laughs> Yo, boo, you cooked me that cu- cooked me that cupcake once. I never forgot it. Yeah, like I like, did I appreciate that he went to Dunkin' Donuts? Because so I didn't have to. Yes, but yeah. that's not what I remember about our relationship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well. <sighs> Remember, reminder, guys, James, remember when you when you thought that I didn't want to get for Valentine's Day and then you came in with that one and I cried and then you went down to the the market and you got one, but it didn't mean as much because I told you to get it for me. (laughs) 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 But I love the scent of the diffuser. So now I smell it sometimes and I think of you. (laughs) Zer. Like what? Hey, you loser. What is going on? Oh, uh, I want to write poetry. I should just start doing that again. Uh, I being a, a relationships really hold a mirror to stuff you have to work on about yourself. And I really got to work on fucking. I got to build a relationship with myself. 
I feel oh, like that's what you, you've been doing. I've been trying. <laughs> but then it's fucking, I, I, one of the things that was like a result of, of how I was raised, which is fu- like fine, but like, I don't know how the fuck to fix this. Mm. And it's not, another person is not, I, I take full responsibility for this because it, it's, it's coming from me. I'm just so hyper focused on the other person's wants and needs that I can't fucking mm. enjoy myself. Yeah. Even when I enjoy- I see you do that. I fucking yeah. hate it. Yeah. It's miserable. It's not fun for me. It's depressing. It's not even fun for me. So no. I can imagine it's not fun for you. But I'm like, I want so badly to to so not be like this. What's the fear that the other person becomes unhappy in your presence and then it's a reflection that of I'm the, unlovable un- and they don't they're gonna leave me. Well, okay, so they, but they're gonna be unhappy. If you're in a relationship with someone, they're going to be unhappy many times in front of you, but it's not oh, because yeah. of you. No, yeah, that I know. I just, but I, I I witness myself. It's like a blessing and a curse of being like self-aware because uh, that's certainly something that I've been better at lately. But uh, I just witness, witness myself trying hard in all the wrong areas or just trying in general. Like it's, right. it's just difficult to be myself i find lately and i'm like i don't know why like i and and then when i focus on it that makes it worse well it's interesting because i (laughs) was in you know we were in a green room all actually mike was there too we were in a green room with your with your boyfriend and you um you know this weekend that was the first time that i you know uh, that he had been in a green room with Uh, us yeah Um, i mean that i but it's interesting because he felt more comfortable in the green room than you did and it was your green room and yeah. I that, like I observed that, but I'm yeah. like, and I know why you were doing that because it's you were like you had guests in your green room, but it was just, yeah, I guess it was. But just, I don't want to be doing this. No, no, no. I know you don't. Ugh. I was like, it was just interesting to to observe, right. you know? Yeah, because it's like I mean. I, I understand to an extent because like you always want to take care of your guests and I mean that's kind of like why I like I like bet, ban me, you know men I'm dating from my workspaces a lot so yeah. that I because I'm like I just need to concentrate on the task at hand like that's the most important thing I don't fucking care you know like you know and also you know I love to date a wanderer so my boyfriend's always wandering I gotta <laughs> yeah, put on a fucking like <laughs> you can need a leash I need to put on some kind of you, a leash on them like, or a chip and electric fences that you know because uh, corn guys <laughs> in the in the in the a green room yeah um, yeah <laughs> but yeah. No, well, with that too, like I had just done a half hour stand up before and I, for some reason I do not like when somebody I'm dating watches me do stand up. Oh, that's right. I was there twice. But yeah. it was something I was really like, oh, this is like a little test. Like I really need to get through that. I need to get over mm. this and I, and I really want to. Yeah. And it's not anything the other person's doing at all. It's all coming from me and I just can't. It's just like the voices in my head are just so exhausting. It's just so exhausting. It's just exhausting to think about yourself all the time and then yeah the just do like a test maybe like if someone you know uh like if someone like it like have him like say you're you're he's thirsty and then go okay there's stuff in the fridge instead of getting it for him like a, li- like a, like a yeah, little test that, yeah and th- those those aren't some like i i'm definitely mindful of like do you need anything do you need i don't do that stuff uh in the green room is different because if it's i don't know if i don't you know I, that was a different situation but i'm talking just like chilling at home like i just why can't i relax i can't relax so like so okay so is it actual things that you're doing or thoughts that you're having thoughts so like okay so you're sitting on a couch watching tv what are you thinking like oh what wh- what are we doing like just looking to him of like what to do or like what are we doing next like it's just i fucking oh. it's so exhausting and yeah. it's not and it's not like i said it's all coming from me and i remember i was like that with steven like i fucking 
I hated it. And I'm like, I want to enjoy mm. being in a relationship. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, in the beginning of a relationship, I could see having a little bit of thoughts like that just because you're not like a, comp- you know, 100% yeah. comfortable in each other's space. But like, I'm very, com- I'm so well, comfortable you, on this person. You've known this person for a long time. Too, yeah, so it's yeah. not like, yeah, I just, but I, I, oh my God, I just, it like, it breaks my heart in a way because I'm like, why can't I, I want to get to this place where I can just be my fucking self. Right. I, I, I And there's still these remnants of... Not, not, uh, yeah, I guess a little, it's a mixture between not knowing who I am or like not knowing myself enough or something. And just my antennas are pointed at everybody else and right. not me. And it's like, like, you know, if some, if, if I can, I can definitely, I'm getting good at like, if someone's upset about something and just like giving, holding space for them and going, oh, that must be hard. Not right. trying to, not trying to fix somebody's problems. Yeah. That I'm, that I'm super good at now. Right. Um, but I just, I don't know. I just can't relax. Huh. And it's and I hate that. I want to be able to, but then once you once you kind of realize that and you're like, all right, Christina, relax. Like and then you're over you're thinking, thinking about it even relax. more. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm like, I just gotta you know, part of me, I know this isn't the solution. This is the woe is me part of me is like, oh just be alone. But it is easier. Well, I mean, is it for you? That didn't seem easy either. Your, yeah, it's both. Life is hard. Guys. I was like, because I was like, your feedback on that wasn't like five stars. No, right, 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 for sure. Um, but I, you know, I because I, I, I go, yeah, I agree with you. For from it, that easier, yeah, yeah, for sure. yeah, yeah. I just don't. Yeah, I just, um, I just, it, it's. I need just to be more comfortable with myself in a relationship. Well, okay. So, are your antennas how. pointing towards other people because, like, you care about how they feel more than how you feel? It's co- or- no, it's coming from a fear of I don't want you to leave me. And that's without them giving any indication. But the behavior that you are exhibiting makes it more likely for them to leave you. For sure. Okay. So as long as you know that. (laughs) No, I do. Yeah. I'm literally pushing people away when I don't want to. No one. It's it's the same (laughs) as in relationships uh, as it is in the entertainment industry, as it is in anything. You know, you know, I call it like, you know, Victoria's Secret syndrome, how they basically when you go into Victoria's Secret, everyone's like, can I help you? Can I help you? Can I help you? Like, I feel like women are like that a lot in relationships. Right. I used to just leave. I used to just <laughs> yeah. turn fully around and leave Victoria's Secret when they would do that because right. I wanted to buy stuff in the store, but I found that behavior so obnoxious. Same. You know, yeah. and, I, and I work for the company, so I know this is not just in my head. You have to ask people, again, I've talked about on the show three times. Yep. And it's so irritating. If they need help before to work. you leave them alone. I, you know what it <laughs> is? What a crazy I, company policy. Yep. <laughs> I find myself acting all the qualities that that chipped away at me from my mom. Is what how I act how I how I find myself sometimes acting. Wait, what do you uh, the, the, the qualities? I'm sorry. Can you just rephrase? Like, 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 um, like the, the, the how my mom would act towards me. I find myself like, like doing a a lesser version of that. Just like, um, but I thought your mom like under underpaid attention. Uh, well, I guess in some ways no, she overpaid she attention overpaid. to you. She uh, in the yeah, wrong ways. Exactly. I, I exactly. I yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So I just I just feel the remnants of it, and I think hmm. um, you know I love I think. One of the things that I, I've changed about my my outlook on relationships is I have no stake in how this turns out. Meaning, I am not if if really? this ends if this mm. ends tomorrow, it's okay. Like it's not. So that makes it less of a like oh, a live good. or die thing. Yeah. So um so that's good. What 
Can I ask you a question just about... Uh, I love when Mike raises his hand. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I don't like I to push, push in. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah. So you, obviously you're talking primarily about your relationship with yourself and I guess specifically how it pertains to romantic relationships. It's just unease. I'm just not at ease in a relationship. Right. So you have... You keep referring to the things that you don't want to be like that you've taken from your mom, mm-hmm. right? Do you have a person in your life even if it's like someone in your past who you admire the way that they sort of behave and act in like the way they walk through life. Like when I was, when you guys had me as like a guest on the show, I talked Mm -hmm. about my hot gilf grandpa (laughs) who to me now is sort of like a, like a beacon for the way I aim to behave as an adult. Yeah. And like I, there are plenty of people in my life who do things that irritate me and I, I see it creep in sometimes and then I always sort of reset with my grandpa as somebody mm. who I thought was just like a cool character. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah. Coast, and that's how I kind of like set my my compass, essentially. Mm. Do you yeah, have a like person like that for yourself? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think that would be helpful. I yeah, don't either, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, the only, you know, the only person I remember you used to say you really liked the way your old boss yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to speak to her partner. Yeah, be- yeah, because of how I witnessed her with her partner is like they just reserve. They were just they spoke so highly of each other, and like when they were apart and when they were together, they were just really happy to see each other. I mean that and that I have. Well, like with this person I'm seeing now, it's just we we we're just we we are very sensitive people, and it's just nice to just be told like just to b- butter me up. You know what I mean? Like and just it's so sweet and mm. kind and like childlike but not in a immature way but in like a sweet way you know which we both really value so that's nice um i just yeah i'm thinking about it too much which is making it worse and i so i don't know where yeah. to, i don't know where to pivot from there because i really want to enjoy myself in in a relationship and and enjoy you know enjoy it and i and i do a lot of the time i think one of the other things is when i pms um i know a lot of some women pms some don't some are pretty mellow and there's not really many changes but uh all the qualities that i don't like about myself it feels like they get so magnified when i'm pmsing and the voices in my head are just such Ugh, they're just they won't leave me alone well doesn't pms only last a couple days can't you just like not hang out with your partner during those days or only like limit the time until you adjust a little bit better yeah 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 i gotta start i gotta start doing that i guess um because that's very easy i mean like who the fuck likes to hang out with a boyfriend like like that's like me like on day one of my period like i'll never see a human on day one of my period (laughs) yeah when i get my period i'm like everything's great right because that's i don't pms so like but it's just like for me like day one like you're just like fucking erupting yeah Yeah. right 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 right. no one wants to be around anyone yeah well and also another thing is like i just feel lost maybe like maybe so sometimes like if it's hard to make an internal change you can like you know start with an external change the same way if you're like getting in care Character for a play yeah so it's like if you're having trouble like maybe the director would suggest you know coming in costume um to the next rehearsal because mm. sometimes that helps so it's like i know you said like you you try too hard aesthetically in the beginning so like what if like you also like 
not I'm not saying like look unattractive, but like dress down, like be in oh, that sweats. I do. That I do, and like that, that will I help do. you be more comfortable. That I, that I already do. That I already do, and I'm and I'm very comfortable with that. Like, um, it, it's so interesting because like we we talked about like breaking out stuff. I've been breaking out like crazy lately, but um, but oddly, I'm I force myself. I'm like, this is a really good experiment, Christina, because your value is not in how your skin is. So you just have right. to fucking force yourself to accept that, even if while you're you know, hanging out with your boyfriend and your skin is just on fire. You just have to fucking get over it. And I have. And so that's good. I still it's a struggle. But, you know, uh, I can force myself to do it and push myself and go, this is not your value. Um, your value is in who you are. Um, so that's that's something like there's these little experiments that I kind of give myself, these little like tests that I give myself to mm-hmm. just say, like, you know, really force yourself to be comfortable with this, even though you're you're not and you feel like you're you're on fire. Um <laughs> So you feel like that the whole time? Not the whole time. Oh. No, I just uh, it, creeps. it creeps in, and it's just. Um, have you told him? Mm, yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. What did uh, he say? Uh, just don't have to be worried about that. I mean, it's just he's reassuring, but like right. it doesn't help me. You right, know, of course, of course, because the problem is coming from inside the house, right? Well, you know, no, what is he gonna say? Yeah, you're acting weird, you stupid bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, that would right. probably made me feel good, but right. Um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I just um I just find myself getting lost in like f- trying to figure out who I am and when you don't have a full grip on it, a relationship is going to magnify that. I feel like it holds them, you know, you're you're mirrored, right? So mm-hmm, it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, oh mm-hmm. my gosh. And I and I under, I at least know that I understand that like okay, this is I just wish my brain would shut up sometimes. That's all. Hmm. Trying to think, uh, yeah, I'm like, I, I, I don't know the answer to that. I'm like, but if anyone has any recommendation, I'm, I'm curious. I'm like, there has to be, I'm like, I'm like wondering like what a ther- therapist would say or recommend. Yeah, I don't for know. this, I don't have one right because the moment, it's like but... about it's about being, you know, it's like really a being more present. Which yeah. is something I think that we all sh- struggle with. I struggle with being present, but because I'm thinking about like my obsessive need for success. Yeah, you know, so that's not. Which, and but I don't include relationships in that, right? Right. right. <laughs> well, I, I almost—it's almost like I'm too hyper focused on the wrong thing. Like right. it's like, um, right? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And I know, I know, I have it in me to 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 be to enjoy myself in a relationship and to be a great partner and to be fucking, you know, who, wh- whoever I am that day, like, and, and, and to accept myself. <laughs> <laughs> whoever I'm I a am moody that bitch. day. That's really funny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, I've, you know, part of, like, the work, doing work on yourself is, like, going, okay, just being curious about whatever state you're in and going, all right, I noticed that this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Okay. And then that's it. Not saying it's good or bad. Right. Not criticizing yourself for it. I've, I've been getting really good at that. It just... It's I'm still finding myself, uh, you know, not all the time, but enough that it bugs me where I'm just like, <sighs> well, it's, it's like, just uh, like you should be able to enjoy the relationship. Me? Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it's good. You know, it's good that you're like, you know, because it's like, oh, I'm not enjoying something that I work for slash earn slash yeah. I mean, you're supposed to earn love, but we all do. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> we're all doing something. And uh, and and spend so much time doing work on yourself that you yeah. would, that you should be able to just kind of sit back and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And there and there's so m- there's I would say it's like 60 40. 
60% enjoying it, laid back, totally cool. That's a big percentage, though. Yeah, but the four, that 40% kills me. No, I'm saying the 40% is a big... That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a large yeah. amount of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like 90-10. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be like 98-2. Or that, yeah, that's... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Corinne's a little less neurotic than me and Christina, I think. I mean, listen, yeah, listen yeah. I'm not like... I guess it is neurotic. In the beginning of a relationship, totally. we're all trying to sell ourselves and get the other person to like, obviously, I'm not immune from that. Yeah. Of course. Of course. But when I, once I've gotten the person in my home, I'm not concerned about it anymore. Right, more right. Because yeah. they're well, then there. You, yeah, and that's when you exist and you're each other and you grow together and you just fucking have fun. Like, to me, I'm like, well, what do I want in a relationship? I just want to enjoy my time with the person when we're together. Right. That's it. Right. And I, and I know now enough to no- go, this person's not going to solve my problems. This person, I'm responsible for m- feeling safe. I'm responsible for my self-esteem. I'm responsible for my happiness and my joy. And I'm responsible for, uh, you know, um, allowing people in my life that treat me the way that I want to be treated, you know, like that kind of stuff. And so that I know, like mm. I, I am making strides. I'm making a lot of strides. There, there's so many things that, you know, I look back at my last relationship, that last major one, where I just bypassed so many things that I should not have tolerated. Um, but that's, you know, that's the that's the beauty of, of gr- growing up. Uh, sure. And having life experience. And I think dating really teaches you so much about yourself and so much about the world and 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 what you want out of life and so yeah part of it's like fit it's and then the other half of me is like just fucking don't think about it well yeah but if you could if you could just tell yourself not to think about it and then actually not think about it yes that would be wouldn't that be an excellent solution for sure yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) all right i gotta think about that this i gotta join like a zog sports team or something this is like a puzzle (laughs) well because one of the things that i've been doing lately when i find myself in these ruts is like i go rollerblading i go rollerblading prospect park it fucking it's so helpful it's yeah. incredible but it's getting so fucking cold out it's, it's so that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be going is there an indoor rink uh for rollerblading not that i know of but i have any, a gym I, in my building that i oh because i was like any ice uh I, i'm sorry any uh roller skating rink you can rollerblade in that's true that's true i just don't know where is like, there oh, one there, I, I mean, there, there's roller fun. ranks in uh in in new york city for sure i just don't know if there's one like close where it makes sense to her mm. for her yeah, yeah. Because I used to always, I never roller skated. I used to always roller blade and roller ranks. Oh, yeah. In the 90s? Come yeah. On. Hell yeah. Because everyone would have a roller roller rink birthday party. Oh, United States. I know. Those are the days. Hell yeah, United States. Yep. Girl, mm. well, Girl Scout trips, we would go on, we would go sleep overnight and just like sleep on the hardwood floor and be like, this is fucking awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. And then you're like, and then all of the moms were like, this is not awesome. I'm ha- My back will hurt for the rest of the month because of this. Where was United States? Was that in Plainfield? Oh, uh, this is an off co- off my conversation. But uh, I used to love a roller rink. <laughs> I bet we went to the same one growing up. Yeah, here. I'm sure we did. Of course. Ugh. Wow, guys, you know who's great? Our guest. Yeah, yeah, you you nailed it. Our guest. <laughs> She's a stand up comedian. Her special "La Vie on Roads" is now available to watch on YouTube. Please, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Guys We Fucked, Erica Rose. you do it all again Gotta take another ways that I waste my time about the hours spent staring at a screen comparing yours and mine Maybe there's a silver lining how I 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. We are here with Santa Comedian Erica, Erica Rhodes. Welcome to the show. Thanks for Happy having me. You. Big fan. Ditto. <laughs> we are a big fan of yours as well. Um, you, you don't live in New York, you said. You, no, you... I live in LA. Oh, okay. Just visiting. How 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 long are you here? Uh till tomorrow. Do you like you don't like do you like it? I love it, but I so but I'm too overstimulated here. It's yeah. just too many people it's and insane. they're in your space and I just I need like I'm too slow now. I can't like keep up. I can't keep up yeah. with people. No, like the push. crowd. Yeah, you have yeah. to like you have to know we what's ha- I'm like on my phone looking where I'm going. I'm yeah. just we walk with a vengeance here. I feel LA now. You're a gentle LA lady now. I think so. I'm like I'm too, I'm <laughs> gentle a gentle LA lady. That's gentle. Nice. I like that. That's a nice name for a special. Yeah, gentle, yeah, gentle LA, LA, lady. LA lady. I like that. <laughs> it's yours, baby. I, I used to live in New York, but now it just oh. feels foreign to me. I'm like, where do I go? How do I get places? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it, you can forget. It's it's weird how quickly you can forget i mean if my hometown i go back and i go i couldn't drive to my house from here i have no yeah. idea oh really oh, that shit's uh-uh. ingrained in my memory unfortunately <laughs> no i have no idea well, i left before i i drove really so where are you from originally boston oh, outside boston that's like philly's crackhead brother yeah yeah, yeah. that's Boston's what we say intense. i love it <laughs> i love it and you've been in the entertainment business since you were a child, correct? Yeah, kind of. I mean, if you Reach count radio. Right. I was Prairie radio. Companion, yeah. So radio's not exactly the entertainment business, but it's <laughs> it like is a now. subset. Yeah, yeah now. I, feel like I, I got back. into radio before podcasts existed. That's, yeah. That's how old I am. <laughs> and did your family like give you the option or did you did you ask to do that? Like, when, how did you well, get into it? I started with ballet. I was really into ballet. And then my mom also had me get an agent because I used to be really I don't know I, I used to like join the singers in the uh, subway mm-hmm. and like sing with them and stuff as a kid yeah as a kid that's great so I was really outgoing as, in in ways like that but I was really shy too so I liked ballet and then my mom signed me up for an agent and I started doing acting when I was like five. Oh, nice and then I did the radio show when I was 10 
Wow. Did you like any, did you get acting jobs as a kid? A couple, but I wasn't into the auditions. Mm. And my mom always wanted me to like wear makeup or a cute outfit. And I didn't <laughs> like, like that. Like Ramsey it. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I was not into that. Yeah. So then what, what was, why was she pushing so hard then? She wasn't pushing hard. She just, she was a perfectionist. Mm. So she was kind of like, oh, if you're going to do it, you should do it the right way. Okay. Yeah. And then when she realized that I didn't want to be an actress was when I refused to audition for a show called Zoom which was before Zoom existed. It was this big Zoom show. And I think they filmed it in Boston. And I was like, this is beneath me. <laughs> wow. I was like, I'm not auditioning for this crap. Yeah. And so my mom, so then my mom was like, I guess she's not serious about this and took me out of the I agency. guess I'm not, mom. Yeah. So like, she said, I guess she's not serious about this more than like, okay, honey, we can do something else. Well, I don't remember. I don't think she guilted me that much, okay. but I think she realized, oh, she doesn't really want to do this. Yeah. I think I did like doing it. I just didn't want to do it I just there were certain things I didn't want to do. Yeah. You know, yeah, I wanted yeah. to be able to say no from yeah. an early age. Which, I think that's fair. Kids yeah. are not encouraged to say no. They're I not encouraged to say no. But and then I was really it. into ballet. So I wanted to be a ballet dancer. Nice. How long did you ballet for? Till I was 16. And then uh, I quit cold turkey one day. Cold turkey. Really? Yeah. Cold turkey. It was like an addiction. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I like walked in and I was like, I, I'm not going to be the best. Ah. And so I didn't understand as a kid that you don't have to be the best. You could just enjoy doing it. Mm. Right. So I was like, that's it. If I'm not the best, what's the point of any of this? Wow. And I walked out and I never went back. Wow. <laughs> was that your mom's you perfectionism? <laughs> I think it might have been. I, what I wish is I wish someone talked to me about it. Right. No one talked to me in my family about it. They oh. weren't like, do you want to think about this? They were like, oh, you want to quit? Okay. Oh, they just let you quit. They let me quit, which huh. I'm like. Why? Why you quit? You're kind of quitting on me, fam, by letting me yeah. quit on ballet. I mean, I could have done modern ballet. Like, there, I could have done other kinds of ballet where you didn't need to be so good at it. Yeah. And I was good. <laughs> I was good. I just, it's you like. You weren't the best. I wasn't Sophie who could get her leg up to her ear. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. I wasn't like Yet. that. Yet. Yeah. It's true. But ballet, I mean, man, that's it's very taxing on your body, but also, like, you have to keep. The, the ballerinas that I knew that because I went to Marymount Manhattan College and people majored in oh, ballet. Oh, yeah. There. I remember knowing and, people from there. Yeah. And there, whew, your weight is everything. Yeah. And obviously practicing and stuff. But I'm like, oh, fuck that. I mean, oh, your yeah. weight is already everything in the acting business. I majored in acting there. But I was oh, like, yeah. I'd rather be able to like have a belly if I wanted to. No, I had all sorts of eating issues. I wouldn't eat all day long. And fuck. then I would eat like an entire box of cereal for dinner. Whoa. Yeah. Because you were so fucking hungry. I was starving. Did anybody talk to you about that? Mm, once, maybe. My mom was like, I think you need to eat. And then she gave me, she kept buying like candy bars or something. Oh, wow. To try to get me to eat. Or these like granola bars that were like basically candy bars. Yeah, yeah, like the chewy but, ones. No, I had yeah major eating issues. Fuck. I was I think I weighed ninety pounds when Damn. I was sixteen. And how tall are you? Like five four. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That's little. So That's 90. little. I know. I what like, do they say to you while you're in ballet about your weight? I mean, there was like Miss. We had this woman named Miss Leonard who was like this old, old school teacher. And she, we'd go to, you know, we'd have Thanksgiving break and she'd be like, don't eat too much. Oh, God. You know, things like that. And the Russian yeah. teachers were always like, don't eat too much. Oh my they God. always told you not to eat. And all the, it was mostly peer pressure though, because everybody would like compete with how little they ate right. in the group. Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I went to ballet camp and no one ate, you know, I used to. <laughs> no cafeteria at ballet camp. I used camp. to take a minute between bites. I'd be like, I'll take a bite and then I'll wait. Oh, God. 
and then that's gonna drive you nuts b- oh yeah no i was like ocd yeah 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 crazy wow. yeah ballet is bad it can be for bad. your psyche can be bad well how so like just logistically how small do you actually have to be to do it correctly i mean it doesn't it seems like yeah i get it that you have to be thin and in shape but it, you have to be the do you have to be that thin I mean, you kind of do because men because have that. to lift you eventually. And like the eventually men who are you're in ballet are not They're sick. not that strong. Well, right. some of them are pretty strong, but they have to like, yeah, you have to like. Maybe they should lift weights lifted. while yeah. you're not eating. Right. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't seem like they're doing a lot. Right. I think also on point, it's it's bad for your feet already if you have the weight on your feet. Mangled, yeah. And so you have to yeah be thin for that. Ballerina Starve feet yourself. is one of my obsessions. Just like looking it up uh, online and oh, just seeing oh how fucked God, up it is. That, I can't look at that. I follow a lot of ballet dancers. You do? I like watching them prepare their shoes. There's something really do you soothing know, about it. I have it. like it PTSD where I can't even watch ballet now. Oh, God. I can't. Yeah, I can't watch it. So, uh, so you quit cold turkey. You never went back, but you were all, but you, but you, there is there something in your heart that miss, uh, misses it because you said you I wanted mean, probably, someone to talk to you about it. But it's kind of like one of those things where, like, once you give it up, you like can't go back. Yeah, you just can't go back. And then did yeah. your did your did your eating issues subside when you left? I think they did because then I started running track. I did mm-hmm. like oh, I was great. really into running, and you need to eat a lot for that. Yeah. So I think oh. that's probably healthier. Yeah. Start eating more carbs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not just a box of cereal. Yeah. Jeez. And then, so when did you finally um, kind of decide that you wanted to make entertainment your career? Um, geez, it's a good question because then I went to music school. Then I dropped out of that and joined acting school. Music, you were to sing it. or play an instrument? A cello. I was a cello major. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. In college. You yeah, have a lot of talents. You do have a lot of talents. The cello, you got to lug that thing around, man. I know. I Woo, w- that's a So commitment. I brought it to New York and I would. Oh, my God. This is a funny story because you know how like people are always talking about manifesting things? Yes. So my dream was to go to the Manhattan School of Music after I, I dropped out of BU. I was a cello major at BU, but I wanted wow. to go to conservatory. Yeah. Because I was like all or nothing. I was like, I, I need to like, oh, I only want to practice my cello. I don't want to take classes. Yeah. So so I had moved to New York already because I was dating a guy who lived here. And I wanted to go to the Manhattan School of Music. And so I had us move next door to it. <laughs> and oh. then I didn't get in. Oh. And then I got into Queens College. They had oh, a good music you had to take program. Your cello I had to take I we lived by Manhattan and I took my cello I took two trains and a bus with my cello. Oh wow. my god. To study Girl. there for six months. Wow. That was God saying, that's not how you manifest, bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Damn. You don't move next to the place. You just think about it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So funny. But then I got into San Francisco Conservatory and I went out and I didn't love the school. And I flew back and I sat next to this female filmmaker. She was like this woman who was amazing. And she had just made some film. And I, it, to this day, it drives me crazy. I don't remember her name. Huh. I cannot remember her name. So if you're listening to this and you're the woman who sat next to me on the plane... <laughs> You had an impact on my life because at the end of the the train the plane ride, I was like, "What should I do? The music or the acting?" She goes, "Do the acting." Wow, and it's you were more just like, fun. "Okay," and I was like, "Okay, she's so cool." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that woman, you know. And I went to the Atlantic Theater Conservatory. And oh I was shit! Acting major, yeah. and I loved it. Yeah, I loved acting, that school. Majoring in acting is fucking. It was fun. amazing. Yeah. yeah, and it was yeah, it was just fun. The teachers were amazing. 
the experience was good. I didn't have to learn music, which I wasn't great at learning. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, same, I just yeah. learned Shakespeare. Sort of memorize easier. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Way easier. Just felt it in your bones. And then so the guy that you moved to New York for, did you end up staying with him? For um, a- I was I dated him for three and a half years. He oh. was probably my healthiest relationship, honestly. And we're still friends to oh, this day. Nice. His name's Jer- Jeremy. Why'd you break up? I was just really young. Yeah. And yeah. I just felt like I wanted to like experience other people i mean i, I yeah. met him when i was 19 yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. it was so young yeah so like move he was the only guy i've ever lived with oh yeah and oh my god so you lived with him when you yeah. were 20 or 19 Did you uh, i think you i moved in? in when i was about 21 wow okay nice mm-hmm. but i loved um living in new york and i thought new york was the coolest place to live yeah and, and we had a great relationship we had like cool. a, yeah we had a healthy relationship was like, he your really, age he was older. Like he, how much? I met him when I was 19 and he was 23. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Back bad. then, that was big. You were like, ooh, I I'm a right out of high school. Really? And he so... was in college and it was like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. was edgy. Yeah, to yeah, like, yeah. You know. Yeah, you're because you're just exiting the years where a year older is like what? Yeah, oh, uh, you can't talk to me yet. Like with yeah. an older man, he's twenty three. Yeah, twenty three. Wow. So I can't just now even thinking about a nineteen year old and a twenty three year old cohabitating and having In like a, a relationship. Way. It feels I know. like silly. To it's think totally about. crazy. That's yeah. so sweet totally. though. How, was- in what ways was it healthy? We were like really good friends, Aww. you know. We and we did fun and you projects together. Yeah. Wow. Nice. He. he I mean, the first. He was my first. Aww. He was like great. Yeah. He was great. He was like. Um, now I, I said his name, and then I. But it doesn't matter. I didn't say his full name. Oh yeah. We can but anyway, it if you want. no, it's fine. But no, he. We just like had a really fun relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like we did adventures together we made films together he, could, he talked to my parents that i don't know how he did this he talked both of our sets of parents into giving money to fund our short film uh, that ended up being about incest <laughs> it was <laughs> the one that and, got away yeah. <laughs> and i don't know how he did that he, he, he told did them he that, include the topic in the pitch no definitely why not. do you make a movie about incest with your boyfriend we thought it was so cool. We thought it was edgy. <laughs> cool. We were, we were oh, fans of it? Vincent Gallo. Oh, you know? okay. okay. Not okay. that he did that, but I think, right. you know, that would be in his yeah. turf. Right. And we just thought it was really cool. Yeah. And I played like the girl at home from high school and he played the guy, the brother. So you made a porn. <laughs> so you made a brother. I don't even remember what, it, what I don't remember what happened in it. I just hey, remember. boyfriend, you want to make a brother sister? That is film? what an interesting. It's not pornographic. It's real. He got her parents to fund this. How That's much money I, did he get? I was he trying. got a thousand dollars from both. Wow! Of them. And then did you like sit around and watch it as a group? I think <laughs> it was not great. I mean, I have not seen it. No, I don't think they ever saw it. They never asked about it. Good. No, I yeah, want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah, I think yeah. it might have been called something Vince. Because <laughs> my brother Vince. Something. Yeah, my brother. <laughs> what was it called? Oh, oh my, my god. god! It was yeah. Wow. And then I was also with him during, remember the blackout? Were you guys here during the blackout? We were together. No. Oh, no. No, that, oh, that, that was, was Hurricane Sandy. That was a different one. That was a blackout of I, many Okay, so yes, I was during here. There I was think a during the blackout. I didn't move blackout. here yet. I, someone was just telling me about that. And in we were with, I was with him and this girl that I was jealous of at the time who was friends with him, who he like invited over to be like, look, there's nothing to be jealous of. So she came Let over. Let me invite her over weird, during a blackout. She was over before the blackout and then got stuck there 
all night because of the blackout. Oh no! And then You're manifesting wrong. We had these friends who were dominatrixes living next door, and they were and getting fucked. We, no, we oh. <laughs> well probably, but yeah. not, not by us. Yeah. But we ended up doing a whole film during the blackout with these dominatrix girls and like the other neighbors. Wow! Yeah, because that's such a rare it opportunity was like, to see. Yeah, to I be love in New York. You're just making films. Yeah. We're Making, we're just creative, so we just made stuff. That's you know? fun. But that's, that's yeah, yeah Wait, it is. Why were you yeah. jealous of that girl? Like, what did he give you reason to be, or is it just like you know? Young um, because they were good friends, and she was really cool. She was like an artist, and they had been friends forever. So he was mm-hmm. always bringing her up as the friend, you know, yeah. the friend. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. girl. That, he like, like romanticizes the friendship or something. Or? Yeah, I think maybe he had a crush on her in high school. Yeah, so I yeah. knew that, and yeah. I just and she was just a little too cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did that ever come to fruition? Like after Did you broke up? No, they never dated. Really? Because I always feel like I can, I literally, I'm like my track record for calling who the person is going to date and the ex is like pretty oh. spotless. Nice. Nice. That's yeah. That's a fun gift. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, oh, how surprising! It's exactly who I thought he it was did be. date our eighteen-year-old neighbor. Oh, who he he hooked up with? Who had, I knew he had a crush on, and he dated her when we broke up. But I think it was like kind of like a rebound yeah, situation. Yeah. yeah. How did you know he so. had a crush on her? She would sit on our fire escape, and we called her Scout from um, Scout from To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah. Oh wow, that's and very we cool. Share, I shared a, a fire escape with her, and she was really gorgeous. Mm. And she was eight, like eighteen, and it was just like a given. Yeah, obviously. she's just always on the fire escape. <laughs> yeah, she's like this hot girl. You gotta if you're always like, around, it's eventually gonna work out for you. On yep. the fire yep. escape. Yep. Yep. Like, yep. Damn, you had hotties left and right. You <laughs> yep. fly swatting these bitches. Yep. <laughs> Damn. It's I, so funny dealing with like, you know, because uh, in relationships, there's going to be jealousy or like, or oh, just like yeah. situations that pop up. Not there's even jealousy. There's always going to be like, someone. Yeah, yeah. It's like how you deal with that, how that evolves, how the way you deal with it evolves as you get older is very interesting right. to me. Thank God we get better as we age. Yeah. Because I was confident. not cool about that shit. And no. now I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. You want to fuck her? Okay. Let's talk about it. It's weird because I don't remember being as jealous as I feel like I should have been. I don't remember that. But maybe huh. because I was like, you know, looking to experiment on my own. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You Sometimes you're like, oh, this I is actually want... going to just work out for me. Yeah. 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 I wanted to meet other people, too. Yeah. So maybe I was like, okay. Yeah. This is perfect. How'd you break up? Oh, I think I was pretty not good. I think I just said I'm that means yeah I think terrible. I met it's not that I cheated on him but I think I had met someone and then I said I think I want to move out yeah you have someone you have someone lined up kind of I didn't yeah. that's the intend best way it. I don't think I intended that <laughs> not for the other person no, no. It's the worst way for that but like no it's terrible if I'm going to break up I would love to have somebody lined up that's, but I don't know honestly sad, now sad. I don't remember exactly the time like I don't remember the timestamp of when we broke up versus when I met the other person. Yeah. So I think um, maybe I did it the right way, but we but things were getting messy. Yeah. I mean, it was so long ago. I just remember it was getting messy, and then I wanted to like move out because it was too soon to get married. Yeah. And I want. I thought maybe we get back together. Maybe we wouldn't. And yeah. then I just moved out, and then started, started dating this other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and how'd that go? Well, I met him at Columbia. He went to Columbia University, mm-hmm. and um, he he was a friend of a f- mutual friend who was also going to Columbia. And my friend invited me to a party, and she goes, "Whatever you do, don't talk to this guy." Oh, so God. of course, that's, that's who I wanted only to, person talk I want to talk to. Yeah. The only person he was you the hottest to. guy there. And eventually, and I sat. I was kind of shy, and I sat down in a corner, and he just sits down next to me, and he goes, "Yo." 
And it was to to this wow. day, yeah. It was the hottest. It was the hottest Hi. pickup line I've ever had. Is a guy just wow. being like, and with a South African accent. Oh, oh. Yo. so he goes, yeah. yo, yo, and I was just like in love. Wow. So what? So what? So I'm I'm sure all the things that you know, the reason that that your friend had said don't talk to him were true. Yes. And yeah. So a girl never warns another gal if that's no, not shitting. But also, right. like women very rarely heed the warning. Oh right? yeah. Never do. Which they is warn. honestly a warning is almost like an incentive yeah. to want to do it's it. More of an invitation. I find not. Yeah. yeah. I find not giving the warning is actually the best thing you can do. Yeah. To like. Yeah. Protect the friend, but it's so hard because you you, you want to help, but you don't know how to help. Yeah. So what, like, what, what was so the, the funny about thing about him is he wasn't a bad guy. He was just very unavailable emotionally, uh, which tends to be my type now. Ooh, yeah, and yeah. he wasn't bad. It's just that he was so into his studies, and I thought he was kind what of a, a player, but he was like really into making money. Okay, and he's a hustler. He was a hustler at a young age. He really wanted to make money. And he immigrant was, mentality, man. Yes. They're ahead of and the he game. had lost his father at a young age, mm. so it gave him a you know he felt responsible for his whole family. Yeah, he had a oh, sister, wow. he had a little sister, a little brother, and a mother who wasn't making much money. Oh wow! And I okay. think he a had a lot of drive to make money. Yeah, yeah. And Aww. step up for his family. But I didn't know this. I just yeah. knew that I was waiting around, waiting for him all the time. I would sit on my fire escape pretending to smoke cigarettes because I didn't pretending. really smoke them, but I would yeah. kind of like do this. And I was, just, I would just like pine after him. Like, when am I going to hear from him? When am I going to hear yeah. from him? I was so in love with him. Wow, in and love? I was madly in love. Wow, yeah. But he was very like passive. Did yeah. he ever say I love you to you? Yeah, I think we said we loved each other. That's nice. Yeah, I found a book. He gave me like a Herman Hess book. You know, Damien. You mm -hmm. know the Herman Hess uh, trend when you go through that as a <laughs> yeah, as a, angsty as a twenty year old. Yeah. And so he gave me that book and I found it the other day and it was like, you know, with all my love Aww. signed. It's a, it's a very specific guy that like gifts, gifts a heavy book and then <laughs> writes in it. Like I had someone yeah. gift me the Communist Manifesto. Wow. You know? Wow. Did he yeah. write That's it? romantic. He wrote a note atta <laughs> like attached to it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 That's better because then you don't have to think of it every time you read them. Well, I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not like sitting down with it anyway, kicking back with the Communist no! Manifesto, no, but it just like, not. it made me laugh Let's so hard. Yeah. yeah. But that's like the kind of guy that you get so smitten with because you're like yeah. no one has like tried to speak to my mind in this way before right. and there's something very nice about that especially so as nice. women because we're so often you know only Titties. sexualized mm. yeah right yeah, yeah sexualize my brain i was very into him yeah but then the last time i ever saw him i was moving to la and i asked to borrow his printer and borrow yeah, borrow use his printer oh. and i came over and he goes hurry up because i work in the morning and then I used it, and I that was our last time we ever saw each other. But you, there was you ever like, break up. We had we had already broken up, I think, but we were kind of like still, still on and off yeah. a little. Oh yeah. well, I, it's, it sounds like he happened. was just putting up a boundary because he was hurt, so he was that's why he was acting in that way. Maybe it seems. it's so weird because when I look back at that relationship, I just feel that I was a hurt one, but I bet that's not accurate. It's always how we feel, yeah. and then. Men yeah. have feelings too. It's I know. Into it, I, I'm but. learning crazy. that as I get older, it's that crazy. men are very sensitive sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, also if you you know if you have like I I do have sympathy for the way men were 
you know, raised and socialized in the same yeah. way that I do for women. And you think, well, it's not like everything was like done wrong for us and right for them. Right. It's just as far as like they still can achieve and have more, but yeah. they also can't, yeah. ex- they can't express at the level that we can. Yeah, he was not expressive at mm-hmm. all. Hmm. He would just like, he was very monotone. He had like that sexy, like Southern African yeah, accent, yeah. but like he would not like raise his voice at all. And it was always like this. Like, wow. So calm. Yeah. So yeah. how long did that last? I think it was on and off for like two years, but we kept breaking up. <laughs> I've had a couple of relationships like that where you just keep breaking up. Yeah, what yeah. Do you, are you like addicted to that? Uh, like there's excite there's excitement there because <laughs> I can feel it. I'm not a breakup get back together person, but I definitely I am. like Emma. You know, like um, I'm bored. I'm gonna start a fight kind of person. Oh, hundred percent. They're similar. They're adjacent. They're cousins. Yeah, yeah they're probably similar, but the breaking up, getting back together is probably more toxic. Yeah, probably you know? for sure. For sure. Yeah, I never like want to. Well, I, it's also like I think it's like how 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 can I act and you can still handle it. That's also a little bit of a test. <laughs> yeah, it's like a test. Yeah, yeah. yeah, a challenge. Have you ever tested a guy? I think I do without realizing it. Yeah, yeah. It's I'm normal. learning a lot about my the way I am. Like I'm trying to take more responsibility, but I think I do do that a lot. Where I'm is like, is there something that like happened or like that that made you want to dig deeper? Um. Well, I got out of a relationship maybe. I don't know what, I don't know when, a couple months ago mm-hmm. and definitely left me feeling pretty like hurt and Aww. trying to figure it out. So, yeah. Yeah. And that, also that being pain. like, I feel like I repeat the same patterns with people Absolutely. where like I always fall for people emotionally unavailable and I, I just don't want to keep doing that. Yeah. Yeah. It's you know? exhausting. So, it's a fucking exhausting. Well, yeah. but you're such a hard worker. Do you feel a lot of like uh, success in like trying to get through to them? Is that like a fun challenge for you? Maybe, yeah. I definitely think I respond it. more to a challenge than somebody too. who's too easily accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's true for all of us. You know, yeah. like the hunt is fun. Oh, my God. Right. So fun. Too fun. And yeah. Yeah. There's certain people that I'm just like, for whatever reason, very drawn to. And then it's like, but they're no matter how hard you try, you might just never connect. And sometimes mm. you think like, I don't know, how is it hard for you to be attracted to somebody? Like, is it rare? Yes. So, it's me too. so rare. So when I'm attracted to somebody and drawn yeah. to them, I'm like, and, and they're emotionally unavailable. It doesn't always happen. But when it yeah. does, I'm like, well, if I'm drawn to you, I have to pursue this. Yes, I have to. I, that's I how I feel. Or or I can't get out of it once I'm, I'm connected to yeah. someone. I'm like, well, now I'm stuck. We need this to because, burn in flames yeah. before I move on. Yes, yeah, same. Yeah. And then it takes me a very long time to get over people. Yeah, me yeah. too. So like yeah. before this last relationship, I had waited like two years to date anyone because yeah. the one before that was so like disappointing, you know? And I was like, that's it. I'm just going to focus on career and I'm not going to date. Yeah. And I did that for two years and then, you know. It's boring. I know. It's a but fun I don't to try. Love. Like I don't try to find love. Like I'm not really into like like really trying. Yeah. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not because it's not romantic, or because you don't want to. Like because it feels like work, like to do apps yes. or things like that. Well, it yeah, is work, same. and that's what I, I think. That's what people you know often don't understand. Like if you are looking, it's just a decision you have to make. Like for me, I made the decision that like I don't want it bad enough to put that work in. Yeah, it's also I'm a little more laid back about it because I'm not on like a marriage kids timeline. Yeah, right. Not, so I don't have to fight a biological clock. Yeah. Um, and then of course there is the romance part where it's like, yeah, I, I don't want to like. I feel like I just want to like live the life I was destined to live. Same. And, and you want to let it happen to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really, I've all, I guess I'm old fashioned. I just want love to be an accident. Yeah, same. I don't want well, love to be like, movies. I desperately need love to feel fulfilled. You're not old fashioned. You were a child in the 90s. Yeah, <laughs> the maybe. Movie, all those movies, man. They're like, 
They're yeah. all the, like, it's like, like, oops, I just ran every, into someone. Yeah. Every yeah. Grant movie, Elizabeth Ma- It's like, oh, a book. He wrote his phone. Whose yeah. phone number is this? I'm going to call it. Oh, it's my love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. What? Do you believe in but soulmates? But I really had that when I was in high school. Oh. I would have love happen like that. Really? It was in high, high school? school? Yes. What like, the fuck? When I, what a my, bad deal because then you that expectations That's what I thought up. twice. Well, my first love that I fell madly in love with was music camp. Alexis, okay. who is this Parisian um, mm. flautist. Ooh. You certainly have a type. Yeah. <laughs> and he w- he swore like a sailor, and I thought, and he was bipolar. Nice. He was like a bipolar, like edgy flautist with a <laughs> yes. French accent. Wow. He Ooh. Was, I thought Give he was angst. the sexiest guy, and I, I played cat and mouse with him because mm. I was like, oh, don't come near me. You know, don't come near me. And then it was like uh, he like kept chasing me around, you know. And then at the end, like I kissed him and it was like my first kiss. Oh, that's cool. And wow. Then, uh, A he, bipolar flautist yeah, from Persia? From Persian? Parisian. Parisian. Oh, he was Parisian. from Paris. Yeah, from Paris. Oh, oh okay. He was French. Ooh, and he'd go, he'd go, I wear pink and I, I play flute so Americans think I'm gay. And I thought that was so hot. I don't think you're gay, monsieur. I was like, I don't. But wow. he was so cool. I mean, a French accent on a man or a woman is just so Especially hot. when they so swear sexy. nonstop and they're like, my fucking, you know, flute and my yeah, fucking Yeah, my just... fucking flute. <laughs> this god awful I found out later he threw his flute out the window. Uh-oh. He's got in a temper. burst of rage. But like, I wrote mm. him. So he left before I left music camp. Okay. And I cried every night. And I wrote him handwritten letters mm. for months, and he never wrote me back. What? Yeah, D- you knew they were going to the right place. Yeah, because maybe I- it was one of those movie things where his mother was hiding them and not giving them to him. I don't know. Or I was, I was heartbroken, it. and he. I remember when he said goodbye to me. I was crying, and he goes, "Do not cry, Erica. I am just a page in your book." Wow. Oh my. Was he 47? Wow. He was 16. Holy Only a Because I am just a page. Or maybe he was like, I am just a chapter in the, your book of life. Either way. Whoa. Insightful. Yeah. But, and wise. But the wisdom of like decades old. Arrest oh this man on the campus. I was, was he even real? Wow. Oh my God. I was madly in love. And then I, I don't blame you. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. And then my next boyfriend was Russian. Nice. And he was a violinist that I met. And I was madly in love with him. You want the music first day that I saw him. He was so cute. His name was Leo and he was so cute. And I was in orchestra with him and I noticed him before he noticed me. But then I went to a concert where my mom was playing at Symphony Hall and I sat down and he and I locked eyes and he came and sat down next to me for the whole concert. And at the end of the concert, he turned to me and he goes, I think I should meet your mother. Whoa. Whoa. You were wooed as a child. And then he came and met my mother. Jesus Christ, grown men boys. Right? I mean, that's what I'm saying is like my life was like a movie when I was a kid. So now then I got spoiled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like I had a much easier time with like relationships. But I think it's just like you you have less things on the list that you need. So just like having a good time and like being romance is all. There's no. That's all you need. That's all you need. Yeah. Not a lot of things. You don't really need to get me yet. I don't get me. Yeah. But every time I met a guy, it was like out of the blue. I wasn't looking for it. It was in some circumstance. It was really romantic. Because there's more around when you're younger and they're older. They got married. Then they're married. They're not available. Yeah. They're heartbroken themselves. So they don't, they're jaded. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. Yeah. But a lot, I've had a lot of loves like that where it feels like it's out of the blue and like, oh my God, they just were, it was destiny. I was just hit by it. Yeah. How yeah. many times were you in love? Because you already on the show said, told me like five times. <laughs> yeah. That's well, a lot. That's a lot I more was, than me. Before I was 18, I was in love a lot. And then yeah. since then, it's very rare. <laughs> well, because like on average, like I, like it's pretty like a low, it's a pretty low number. Like most people's like average, like times they fall in love, like five statistically they consider to be a lot of times to be in love. Yeah. Really? For an adult. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think. Do you think that's for men as well as women? I uh, think men yes. fall in love a lot. Men is like five, and like women, like like sixty per, or like fifty or sixty percent is like one time is like they consider true love, and like not any other love. Oh I would God. say we're, I on, think, we're on city love timing. Guys. I think I've yeah. been in love maybe seven times my whole life. That's awesome. Just seven. Yeah, for me, just not, seven. For me, that's a lot. For me, it's four. I think seven's a little on the high end. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wait, let me think. One, that's good though. Maybe five. Maybe it's four five. for me. I think like eight. Eight? I think I've yeah I love way too many people yeah yeah I love a lot like, of people it, like they didn't even, love me back like some even of them. now yeah. though in retrospect looking back on it it's it, you would still define it as love well d- it, how do you define it in retrospect in the moment if you say it's love uh, isn't it love I no? I push back on that for this show sometimes it borderlines with obsession yeah or lust I, or I like, think sometimes you know. you're clouded and then when you actually fall in love you realize that sometimes you said I love you and you didn't actually mean it like they're in there yeah. I definitely said I love you one time and it was um ju- it was a manipulation tactic to a person who's worse than me so it's fine yeah um but if I had done that to a nice person it would have been very cruel right I yeah. think maybe six. I could say six yeah. times that I've been in love. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to say eight. Um, <laughs> You're like, mine's I, not going da- yeah. down. Yeah. That's a lot. Well, yeah. that's great. That's yeah. a rich life, you know? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't always reciprocated in the way that I wanted it to. Yeah, but. well, that's my problem, too. Well, the emotional unavailability, I, I know that very yeah. well. Um, yeah. And when it's a pattern, usually, like, I, I didn't understand. I think I, I put together 
maybe about five years ago that something was up with my mom and that I didn't have like a normal childhood. Yeah. And then and then I cracked open the egg and then I just wept for a couple years. Oh, yeah. But that made me realize, oh, this is why I go for the guys that I go yeah. for. Um, do, you can usually track it that back. For you? Probably. Yeah. But I, I think maybe my parent my parents are a little bit errat were maybe a little bit erratic. It was up and down uh, or a little uh, unpredictable. Yeah. You oh, know? the unpredictability is the unpredictability. Well, that you never means the breakup get back together. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. The yeah. Unpredictable feels that wouldn't comfortable. That would register as something that you're like, oh, this isn't healthy or this isn't appropriate. That would also, register my, as something that my makes dad sense. was kind my dad had sort of depression issues and also was disabled. Okay. And so I think in some ways, like I somebody told me recently that if you you have a disabled parent it can be read as a fear of abandonment like you read it as abandonment if you have a disabled parent so then you have oh. abandonment trauma because they can't do the same things other parents can do yeah or, oh, or that sucks. you're you're you are more aware of their looming death oh oh so you're like because you physically see uh something different with yeah them you see well health. you know there's well, something wrong with them yeah um he had MS. Oh, okay, uh-huh. so he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Was he quad or paraplegic? Like, well, he wasn't any of those until way later in life. Uh-huh. He could actually walk around fine with crutches for quite a while, and then he was in a wheelchair. And then as I got older, he then couldn't move. But yeah. as a kid, he could still kind of walk around. Yeah, yeah. But he yeah. couldn't like do anything like a dad. You know, typical dads yeah, can like you know lift their kid up or do things like that. You know, okay. and he couldn't do any of that. So. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Abandonment. The perceived as abandonment because a kid. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, kids gonna make these connections without even understanding that they're making these right. connections. Yeah, and also like a caretaking thing because you feel like I felt pressure to try to make him feel better. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so there's a caretaking thing of like, oh, if I find a guy who might be like either depressed or damaged or something wrong, I could like I'm make really things good at being a better. Part of yeah, yeah, it could be make mm. things better. And it feels good to make yeah. things better for your parent because you don't yet realize that that's inappropriate. Right. And then you do it as an adult with men and you're like, this feels even better because yeah. we can fuck. <laughs> Ooh, I love being an adult. And then you go, that's not how you do that. Yeah. Oops. But I don't know. I, I, it's hard to know if things come from your childhood or if you're just drawn to certain people. And if you yeah. can, if you can change your patterns, like what what that takes. I think it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot to of change work. Well, what you're attracted desire. to. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think heartache is a really good motivator in that. True. It is such a good motivator. You would It'll think. <laughs> I think so. I, 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 that's why I think I often, don't like and I, heartache, and I go, I don't know. But yeah, then you meet another person and you're like, it's all better. And yeah. Like, Wait, they're the same. Care about that guy. You're, same person. Yeah. Because yeah. there is something about like, oh, it's like mm, the heartache can also be healed faster by someone who reminds you of the other person, uh, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I mean, people have a type. I mean, even that's how you decipher like, a, you know, one of the key factors in deciphering a rebound relationship from a not rebound relationship is how similar is that next person to the previous person? Because people oh, really, really do have a type. So technically, it should be a similar person time and time again. Again, if it's a drastically different person, it's probably a rebound. And rebounds obviously can turn into real relationships. Yeah. yeah. It happens. But, um, you know, that's how it starts. Right. How do you know, like, in what stage do you know that the person is emotionally unavailable? Probably the second I'm attracted to them. <laughs> <laughs> That was such an honest answer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had a joke I wrote once where I was like, one red flag about a guy is if I am into if I like him. him. Yeah. If yeah. I'm into yeah. him, that's a big red flag. Yeah, yeah. 
How do you, how historically have you handled emotional unavailability? Because there is, I've been listening to a lot of um, Esther Perel. She's a relationship counselor and she Uh. just really, she has this podcast called Where Should We Begin? And it, when I was single and I listened to that, I'm like, thank God I'm not in a relationship. This shit fucking sounds like it sucks. Just those, because I've been in a long-term one and those fights that you're like, this is going nowhere. That's the podcast. And she manages to wade through the bullshit lies that these people are telling each other and to like get to the heart of the matter yeah. uh, but like with and so i've heard her talk about emotional unavailability and how to express that to your partner but i'm like these people have been together for you know a decade and they have kids so there's like all these things at stake where it's like yeah making this relationship work is like is makes sense well but like, yeah when you're just attracted to somebody and you're kind of chasing i think that's the hard them. thing is if you feel like i felt in my last relationship that i kept expressing myself okay you know which a, was healthy a, yeah yeah but then it wasn't met with you know like i Change. said i i would need more communication and then he's like i need more space <laughs> and so it's like, well, that's, you know, yeah. I just expressed myself and I felt vulnerable because I expressed myself. And yeah. it was like, he didn't talk to me for two days. Oh, so then I felt yeah. like, oh, well, that's the signal that's... that you don't care that w- of what I just said yeah. I needed. Yeah. You and know? so what did that, did that motivate you to get out of the relationship? Or yeah. Like then I it? ended it a couple of days after that. Oh, that's great. That's good. Yeah. Progress. Yeah. I guess. Because I feel like older because iterations how- of yourself would have been like, well, wait, hold on. You know, you try kind of try Well, harder. because so many times I feel like people will say the words you want to hear, but then the yeah. action, if the mm. action is not the action, right. you, then, then it doesn't matter what words they are say. Yeah. yeah, you could just say, well, we want to, I want to talk to you more, but it's just, I need space. Right. You know, and then it's like, okay, but those are two opposing views and your action is you don't want to talk to me more. Yeah. And I was saying, I want to talk more. Yeah. So then that conversation is saying, I don't care that that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Or I'm not willing to make the change. Something I'm going to meet. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't compromise in that way. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks to break up with somebody when it's like, you can't be enough for me. It's well, it sucks when you you feel that you've expressed yourself and it's and it's met with like, well, too bad. Mm hmm. (laughs) Because you don't want to break up with them, but then you're like, well, but if well, I, I don't break I up to. with them, yeah, if I don't break up with them, then I'm saying this is all I'm worth. Yeah. And I'm yeah. never going to get better and I'm just going to keep accepting this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and yeah. over, expecting a different result. But it is so you're like, sad okay. because if you're still into someone, breaking up with them is like just not fun. Yeah. You're like, I don't want to do this, but you're kind of making me do it. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Then you're like, did I break up with him or did he break up with me? I feel like sometimes people push somebody else to break yeah, up with them because what it they felt don't like. fucking do it. That's kind of what it felt I like. I fucking hate that and shit. And I don't like that. Yeah, so. I don't either. It's just like, use your fu- Say what you want. Yeah. Motherfucker. Like, I don't know. And also, if you don't know what you want, that's knowing what you want. You know? Yeah. Because yeah, no action is an action. He was kind of saying he didn't, he was kind of saying, I don't know what I want to me. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's saying you know what you want, which yeah. is not this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Yeah. See, see, I guess because if this is so, what you wanted, you'd be like, uh, you'd recognize it and be like, yeah, I like this. Yeah, yeah. Or you would say, well, how can we make this work? Right. right. You when would, you would give a shit. Yeah. I mean, I think he did. I just don't know that he could express it or yeah. make it Maybe. work. Maybe I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm not. always torn. Maybe it's almost didn't. like a, a myth to me. I'm like, I does a guy that kind of guy truly not give a shit, or does he not know how to give a shit? It just mm. always feels weird to me, like with that people are in relationships, like um, so passively. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's true. Yeah. It's kind of like active participant. Do you want to just wait for it to crumble, or do you want like because it, you know, kinda... you could just not be in a relationship, right? True. That's, a, that's such an option. Men be mad lonely though. Yeah, 
Yeah, I they're think like, they all right, I'll do this. Yeah, I think men have more of a feeling like they'll be someone else, but it's not any. They're still stuck with who they are. Yeah. They're still going to be the same person. In the that's next a good point. Thing, yeah, you know. Yeah, that's true. Well, we were kind of just talking about that. You know, like I think like men are searching for women to give them a feeling, and like women are searching a little bit more for a specific person. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes I don't know what I'm looking for either. I was going to say, what are either. you searching for? Well, or what would you like um, in an ideally in a mate? I mean, if it's someone I'm really into, I would like it to be to feel like a partnership, you know, yeah. equal partnership. Um, Have you ever had a relationship that felt that way? That one I told you about with my with, with my the, friend. The, film, the filmmaker. Yeah, yeah. Where, where, we, where we were friends and we did fun things together and we yeah. communicated really well and yeah. we cared about each other a lot and we felt it felt like equals. It didn't yeah. feel like one person was more into the relationship. It felt like we were equally really into the relationship. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's nice. Um, but I'm like, I mean, I'm I'm pretty independent. Like, I don't think I'd want a relationship that felt like, compl- like clingy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I didn't like in this last relationship, I felt like I was starting to feel like a neediness or a clinginess. And I was like, this isn't even, I'm not like that. You were being needy and clingy. I felt that I was huh. being like that, but only because I was getting so little in return. Mm. Like, as So far that's, as yeah, you probably weren't. Yeah, you probably so weren't, but you're like, what the fuck is this? I yeah, mean, a lot I don't want to feel that way. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. Well, because that, that gives you anxiety all the time, too. Yeah, because then you're waiting yeah. and you're like, am I just not going to hear from him? Right, or right, right, right. Like, is this a relationship, even though it's, we're calling it a relationship? Is it a relationship if it's not looking like a relationship? Right. How long yeah. did you stay for that one? A couple months. Oh, It was pretty months. short, but okay. I've known him a long time. So it was the okay. friendship was kind of hard to lose because I just right. don't think I could oh. be friends after yeah. that. Yeah. You know, so I don't I'm not good at that if I really still have feelings for someone. Yeah. So maybe when true. the feelings go away. But right now I'm like, mm. yeah, you said it takes you a long time to get over breakups. Me, me too. And, I, and, yeah. I, and it's and it's hard. And I've really done a lot of work in maintenance just because it's so, I mean, physically and emotionally um, yeah. painful and distracting. Yeah. And, I hate the distraction yeah. part of it. Yeah. And you think, Jesus, like I've penetrates you know, your every second of your life. I think that's a real sign when it's not healthy is if it's distracting you from focusing on your life and yourself. Well, heartache is always like that, right? Yeah, I guess. But the, mm. like a love relationship shouldn't be like that. I guess. Right. But yeah, no, I don't like think of like boyfriends I'm dating all the time. But heartache. No. Yeah, mm-hmm. no. That's weird. But like heartache, you just got to give your, because I've heard you say this, like I'll give myself this amount of time to like grieve the relationship. Oh, that's what my, my dad it. always said that with any disappointment, he was always like, you get three days to feel yeah. really bad. Or, no, he said 24 hours. He okay. Like, I was like, three days is a good 24 amount of time. hours. And I tried to renegotiate it when he was dying because I was like, I think I'm going to need more than 24 <laughs> hours to get yeah. out of this one. Yeah. yeah. I that's think that's big fair. And he goes, nope. Oh, 24 hours. Yeah, t- 24 years. Like, yeah, 24 have years. You, yeah. Um, when, how old were you when you lost your dad? I was two years ago. Oh, two years. So, so yeah. fresh. It's yeah. so recent. I'm so it's sorry for your loss. Oh, thanks. Um, how was that process? Like, how? how... Oh, it was so Because MS is mm. fatal? Well, it's just gradual. Yeah. So, it's, it's... So, you saw the... Yeah. That's the other thing, too. You said a parent with a disability, but I, I imagine there's another layer when that disability gets progressively worse in front of your eyes. Yeah, it's just like I had a friend who said something where she was like, well, it was a long time coming or something. And I was Whoa, like, whoa, yeah, asshole. I know, I t- <laughs> People say the wildest what shit. The my, dad, my dad died she, a year what? ago. She just didn't yeah. know what to say. Right. I didn't yeah. hold it against her, but I also was kind of like, that's not the problem. <laughs> yeah. is, the problem All is right, that with, when someone has a disability, it's yeah. actually harder because you see him go to the hospital and then 
then come home, go to yeah. the hospital, come oh, home. For regular occurrence. So, so that's the pattern. The pattern is right. that he goes to the hospital and dies every time. Right, right. You know, right. he goes to the hospital, he comes home, he's better. Yeah. He might be a little bit worse. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. 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 So this time it was like he, you know, when he's actually dying, you're like, well, maybe not. Yeah. You know, but he, he was. Damn. So. Did he, um, was he cognizant the last, the last moment? Very. And wow. he had a very peaceful death. He did wow. hospice at home. And it was. Oh, that's nice. It was, we were all there with him and I was there like every day with him mm. and it was a really special time and I'm very grateful that I that's got to good. be there for it. Yeah. And know? he was cognizant so you were able to have conversations. Yeah. He was fun. I mean, he, wow. he, he, he kind of came in and out a couple times towards yeah. the end. But we had a couple, you know, like I had to do yeah, some Zoom shows or some other meetings and stuff. And he's like, it's fun living with a Hollywood star. Oh. <laughs> like, said things like that. Like, <laughs> That's so sweet. Yeah, he was really funny. How was his view towards death? He wasn't really scared of it, but he felt a little in denial sometimes at moments. Uh. Like he'd be like, I'm going to read this book or I'm going to do that. You know, mm. like he had plans. Yeah. Um, I think that also helps you, though, like you, there's something to that that helps you even live those last few days, you know, yeah, because I think I, there is really something to like losing the will to live. Right. But he want he was also really at peace because his quality of life had gone mm-hmm. down so significantly. I mean, he couldn't move anything. He could only move his pinky. Mm. Oh, fuck. Um, Not even the neck. Yeah, the, oh. he couldn't. Well, he couldn't feed himself. He couldn't use his right. hands and he couldn't walk and. His life was just really tough, you know, really, really tough. And so he was, he kind of was like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably harder on my mom than my dad. Oh, yeah, I bet. I bet. Because your mom's been. Then at one point he goes, he goes, everyone thinks I'm dying. Because it was such a weird, (laughs) it was such a weird thing. All these people would visit and they'd be like, get real close to him and be like, how are you doing, Dean? You know, staring at him. And he's like, everyone thinks I'm dying. And I didn't know what to say to that because I didn't know. Oh, he, like as if he didn't know. know. Yeah, as if he didn't know. And so I just said, I just said, what gives you that impression? (laughs) And then he laughed and he goes, that was good, buddy. Oh, (laughs) that was funny. Um, I'm really into the woo-woo stuff and like talking oh, yeah. to people who have passed away. Have you oh, heard, yeah. like, and so, there's this book called Signs that I'm obsessed with by an author who talks about like developing secret communication with your loved ones who have passed away. Oh, I love Did that. Did he send any, you any signs? Well, or, like, he sent, you- every time I hear a queen song, I feel like he's communicating through that. And one time when I visited my mom right Anthony after Anthony DeVito died, just had a queen shirt on. Oh, really? Yeah, he was sitting in this chair right See? before you. Yeah. Every time um, I hear a Queen song, I feel like it's my dad. But this was really weird. We Are the Champions was sort of his song. Because when he got hired at like Ernst & Young, which is a big CPA firm, he like yeah. played that. Yeah. And he loved that song. <laughs> That's we so Are the cute. Champions. Yeah. Um, and so when, so, so when I was visiting my mom right after he died, I drove her car a couple times. Three times it oh, played. Yes, wow. that's your dad. That's I mean, 100%. Three times. That's 100% your dad. I was like, every time I every, get in the car, yeah, it's yeah. playing this that's, song. So the sign, the book Signs of the Light Between Us are both of her books. Uh, they're crazy. filled with stories like that. They really? filled with stories. And she says, like, you know, ask for something really specific that you don't think you'll ever get, like a like an elephant with purple and black zebra stripes on it. And then she'll talk, talk about this story about this woman, like they found themselves at a diner above a painting. They just sat in this booth and then there was there it was. I also saw like, a deer in Griffith Park where there mm. are not deer. Yeah, that's definitely there are too many people. And mm. deer operate on the electromagnetic field, so they're easier to manipulate. I know like the, the actual like science of passing away is very interesting to have me. You, because have it's you energy? Have you watched um 
uh, surviving death. Surviving death. Yeah, I love that. So Laurel and Jackson was featured on that. It's the medium with long blonde hair. Yeah, I'm, t- I'm doing a weekend retreat with her at the end of the month. What? I'm obsessed with this topic. Because Do you have, did you lose anyone you love? No, I'm never no? not a one. I mean, I have grandparents, but it was very like I was a kid, and it it wasn't like one just, I was really attached to, but I was so young that I didn't. I so wasn't you're just sad. curious about just death. curious, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and curious. you you lost your dad. I lost like everyone I love. Yeah, in the she's past four had years. De- she's experienced death. I was dating forever. grandfather, dad, childhood best friend. The person you were dating died. Yeah, I mean it was very early, but it was like very actually very traumatic. Like Probably right one before, of the worst ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Not as bad as dad. What obviously. happened? Yeah, with heart the, attack. The, he had a heart attack. And literally, the last thing I said to this guy was, "Don't die." Yeah, because I knew him too. And I was like, Carl, don't was, die. Oh, my God. Was he a comedian? He was a chef. chef. Oh, my God. Yeah. Cocaine and hot dogs. R.I.P. Carl. Oh, my God. Love well, you, that's buddy. the way you want to go out. Hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Oh, that is totally. He had fun. Yeah. That's that man had fun. not a bad death. Yeah. But that is tough for you. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm like, oh, yeah, like Christine is very fascinated by it. And I'm like, I'm less so just because I know you've experienced it. it. Well, it's also it's also just like it's not I, I I hate to break. It's just not as comforting. The things that she's talking about. Yeah, well, they don't comfort. They're you. just yeah. not that comforting. Yeah, so, it, it's so it's so they just so pale so wildly in comparison to the actual person existing. You're like, oh, OK, a sign. I didn't cool. find it comforting at first, but gradually I found it more and more comforting. Yeah, yeah. it's like fine. It's like nice. And, you know, it's just I think it's just like it's it's just not anything like the person you know right. so you think you're gonna be that's happy. why i, I like, like have like a full fucking conversation with the person right, right, right. and it's like you're i not. had a friend tell me something which i like which really comforted me about how what the about the memory of the person is mm-hmm. what lingers you know mm-hmm. i mean that's why i like the jewish tradition of saying may their memory be a blessing, blessing yeah. i love that phrase mm, yeah because yeah, me because too. your mem the memory is not something that goes away yeah and so my dad would repeat phrases all the time mm-hmm. and so i i know what he would say about certain things yeah i already know yeah so i so i can have conversations because it's from my memory right you know right, and right. that i find comforting yeah it is a I, constant like struggle to keep that alive because i do i mean i it's so hard like i took my dad was also in hospice and I took um, oh. tons of notes like Smart. extensive oh, notes oh I wish I did that it was so it was so hard I, I, I wish I took more video what did he die from again but uh, he he had a double cardiac arrest oh. um, and then but he had brain damage so it was I, I was he was not cognizant oh, in the no. same way so yeah. it was basically like I was visiting you know a person who had the essence of my dad yeah that's um, hard but like you know it was as a comedian i found it to be very comforting because his sense of humor was the most intact part of his personality yes. throughout which i found to be fascinating yes and like I a real had like the same thing yeah yeah, yeah my yeah. dad would do like when he stopped talking he would do things with his eyebrows ah! like funny you know raise the eyebrows and so I'm like funny. it's still my dad yeah. he's still there right you know? because our senses of humor i you know are some of the most unique parts about us and so it's nice that it's not like it didn't become a generic sense of humor it was still right. a signature sense of humor yeah i found that right. really cool i think i'm so obsessed with death because neither of my parents ever understood me and they never will and they're not nice to me so i feel like after they die they're gonna be nice to me well a lot of people honestly I really do, no I really but a lot of people that. say they've, they're more connected to their parents yeah. once they pass away yeah and laura wrote about that like two stories she wrote about in the book and i'm like oh that's how i get it relationship with my parents yeah cool. no it's true though yeah yeah well but also they could also crazy that th- that this exists a communication line exists that's wild to me that's so magical yeah 
<laughs> they could also reincarnate as another person in your life later on. Oh, I don't know if I want that. Yeah, but they, they're not good in human form. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I, be does, an that, animal. does that mean that animal. every lifetime you're not good? I don't think that's no. true. I think most I, I think most people will probably like I would think that people who have only existed a couple of times are the worst people. And then as you exist mm, more and more times, sure. yeah. you become a better person yeah. because you learn the lessons yeah, yeah, of, yeah. The, of the world. I think the my human grandfather realm. turned yeah. into a duck. <laughs> Oh, pretty sure he's a duck. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> what makes you think that? I don't know. I just he had a duck essence about him. That's so funny. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, I've met people before that I'm like, you're like a bird. You're yeah. a, you he are was, a he bird. He was a very what? peaceful man. He was like such a quintessential grandpa. Aww. You know, he had like rosy cheeks. He was Aww. Swedish. And he just liked the simple things in life. You know, yeah. he liked nature. He loved books. He loved music. And I just see him as like a duck now floating around. Oh, you know? that's so like, cute. Yeah. That's so sweet. I think people have an essence that's beyond like a human form. For sure. A hundred percent. Even like the way they walk, like my, my, yeah. uh, every, the men in my family have a very particular like stance and like a, the way they, the way they hold themselves. I'm like, that's yeah. so, I would recognize that from a mile yes, away. Yes. In any sort of being yeah. in a animal or someone else. Yeah. Are you guys in relationships now, by the way? Are you dating? I'm I just someone. ended one. You are? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's You're been a while since now? I've been in a relationship. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Congrats. It's fun. <laughs> and congrats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know if it's congrats. congrats yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of I got a lot of love to give. So I yeah. Gotta, yeah. That's uh, good. It's fun. Um, thank you so much for doing the show. Oh, this is fast. Yeah. Um, what would you like to promote and plug? Uh, when does this come out? It's going to come out in a couple, couple weeks. weeks. Like maybe three weeks to a month. Okay. Um, I'm doing some shows in November at the West Bend Theater. Okay. And that in Wisconsin. Nice. Okay. And it's a very good theater. And I had a great time before. And I'm going with two friends who are in bands. Nice. So it's going to be like a variety show. Katie Tupin cool. and a- Ava um, of the Ava and the Vagabond Tales. Oh, I love that. And um, so they're coming with me. And so you have to stand that. up and then they're going to play music? Yeah, we're going to do like so a variety fun. That's show. really fun. That's, yeah. That sounds like cool. a great time. Yeah, they're great like friends too. That's great. So Where can people fun. find tickets? Um, West Bend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, social media. You can follow me on er- Erica Rhodes on Instagram, Twitter. I Perfect. guess I'm on TikTok, even though I never go on there. Yeah, I'm not a TikTok fan, but I'm on there. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you, guys. Great. Thank you. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina Holy said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Has it ever been brighter than in the backyard sun? With my little red wagon, I could take the whole town. Now the weight that I'm dragging is a
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 